everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Living Creatively. I am your host, Angela Dalton. And I am Monica Parks. And we are just two melanin creatives just trying to make it in the world and get our voices out into the world to talk about the things that we love, our creative energy, and how to protect that through self-care. And so we thank you so much for joining us. Yes. And we cannot wait to, you know, travel this road, this long journey of creativity and learn from each other and, you know, share what we know, information, and just try to be the best creators we can be out in this crazy world we live in right? today. <laughs> so excited, though. So excited. So to kick it off, you know, Monica and I have been talking a lot about everything going on, and um, we've got a lot of topics, but I think this one hit the hardest um, just because of, yeah. because of the state of things. Um, and that is, you know, what do you do in this climate that is so unstable and you're either a small business person or you are a creative freelancer and you're just trying to like do your business. You're trying to handle your business just to survive. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you do when there's literally like no end in sight? So Monica, I'm going to have you kick us off. Like, you know, what is your thoughts? Like, what have you been doing, girl? Yeah, I had to really come up with this plan, especially, you know, with the, the time and the season that we're in and getting ready to try to take your business to the next level, but then there's other things that are going on as well in the world. And so I found that I had to find the common ground for myself. Um, everybody has a different one. For me, I had to scale back. And that might not be ideal for everybody, but for me, it worked. I scaled back in not selling. I scaled back in how much as far as items I sell, mm, sold. Mm -hmm. So I decided there's a certain amount of things that I wanna sell, and these are the things that I'm gonna focus on. And uh, what, it hap what, it, what it did for me was that it allowed me to be able to say, I can focus on these items, and then as well as focus on building community so that there is a aspect of myself that I'm giving freely, whether it is my knowledge in the industry, whether it's information in the industry, whether it's uh, great engaging content and conversations so that I can build with the community, while at the same time reminding them that I do have these things that I am creating and that I am selling as well. Right. And then also what I, I did is I started making things to order. Instead of making a large batch of items to sell, I started making things to order so that I could process, I would have time to process orders because people understand make to order, you need more time. So it, it allowed me to enjoy the process of making without worrying about the client wondering when is my stuff coming because they understand it's being made to order so that relieves you from the stress but also it cut down on my inventory mm -hmm. it cut down on my having a bunch of pieces that i didn't sell and now i can't use the material so now i'm not losing money in inventory that i've got a discount in sale but i also can't use the materials to remake something else because They've been soldered and torched to death within an inch of their life, and now they are either just this piece of jewelry or they're not going to be anything else. So for me, that's what I did. I just I scaled back, made items um, to order, um, and so that I could cut down on my inventory and build my community. I find that when you build up your community during times like this, when things recover, those are the com those are the people who tend to stick with those kinds of brands. You know, whether they're buying now or they're going to buy later, they tend to stick with brands that have built a relationship and then they're also invested as well. Right. So that's kind of what I did. What do you do in the writing world? 
Oh, that's a great question. You know, I was just going to say, like, as a writer, I, okay, so we are, you know, thick in 2020. It's mm-hmm. not what we expected it to be at all. At all. There, you know, I was looking at my, I was looking back at my 2019 self, like, oh, you were so cute. You had all <laughs> these dreams and aspirations, like, I'm going to New York. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. I'm going right. to D.C. No, you're not. <laughs> and so I think when this all hit, you know, as a writer, I shut down. Like, Mm -hmm. I just internalized, I went inside, and because, like, so much happened so soon, right, just tragedy after tragedy after tragedy, that I I could not, like, I had no creativity. Mm -hmm. It it just, I I had to shut down, I think, because, um, and and I'm going to touch on this a little bit later, but, like, the whole idea of, like, you know, when you have to adapt, it's like, you have to know what you're adapting to, Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just so much so quickly that it was like, I don't know what I'm adapting to. Right. Like Mm -hmm. this isn't just one change. This is a lot of things coming in and my brain and my energy and my spirit were just like, you need to stop because anything that you do right now isn't going to feel like it's the direction you want to go. It's a knee jerk reaction. You know, it's not a mindful uh, uh, decision that you're making. And so I shut down for a long time, you know, talk, you were talking about, um, selling, like I didn't sell my first book, you know, which, um, I kind of felt like, you know, I need to get some inventory, um, Mm -hmm. out the door, but it also just felt so for me personally, it felt inappropriate. You know, Mm -hmm. the title of my book is if you look up to the sky, I wrote it to be aspirational for people. Like if you're going through something, which is the irony of all of it, if you're going through something like here's some inspiration, you know, (laughs) and it felt like the complete opposite. You know, I'm like, how can I tell little kids to look up to the sky when they can't even go outside? You know, Mm -hmm. how can Mm -hmm. I tell people to look up to the sky when all of like they turn on their computers or their phones or whatever and all this like hard stuff is going on. So I literally just shut down and. To your point, I after a few months, um, it was community and my network that really helped to bring me out of my mm-hmm. hole. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a wonderful, you know, children's lit writers community, mm-hmm. um, who you know right away there were a lot of conferences and there were a lot of online seminars and workshops and writers groups and so to tap into that really helped. Whether mm-hmm. I could write or not, just having that energy or talking to somebody or knowing other people going through it was really helpful. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where I was like, if I can't write for myself, the least that I can do is to help somebody else who wants to write and who's aspiring to write picture books or children's books. And so I ended up, um, was asked to co-teach a class. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of work. <laughs> it was like, you know, you know, yeah. you're like, Angela, and I'm like, girl, I can't talk, I gotta go work on class. But, <laughs> but, but it really, but being able to not focus on myself, I think was really helpful, you know, that I wasn't sitting in my own hole of what I wasn't doing for myself, mm-hmm. brought me out of it and gave me a little bit of clarity because it was just like, you know, like, there was so much, there were so many people who needed help that it was like, okay, do something for someone else. Mm-hmm. you know and and that really helped and again it's like that ongoing it was a li- it was just a little bit of energy that helped to feel like I was participating mm-hmm. and I think you know when you get into unstable climates I don't know how if you feel this way but I feel like it's just too much that I can't do anything and then I and I go through that head swirl of I'm I'm awful I'm an awful mm-hmm. person because mm-hmm. I'm not doing my role you know do mm-hmm. you did you go through that at all 
I think for me, I it de- I think it also depends on like what scares you about the environment change, right? So for me, I am my my trigger is financial, mm-hmm. and it also factors into my creativity. That if my finances aren't right, my head is not right. Therefore, my creativity is not flowing because my money ain't flowing, and I need my <laughs> and I need my coins to flow in order for this creativity to flow. Preach. Other than, <laughs> other than that, you ain't getting nothing from me, but maybe a quote. <laughs> but, so. I find that, you know, you have to find your different your different thing of what unstable is for you and the environment and then tackle it. So for me it was financial. You know, you know, as you being my friend, you know I had a lot a big financial change in my life. Absolutely. And so, um I like you, I couldn't think of anything creative. I didn't want to do anything creative. I didn't want to tap into that side of myself because I was mourning the loss of something else that I had put so much time and energy into it. And I was thinking of the possibility of me having to say goodbye to it. But then not only that, what are we going to do? Like, where are we going? So for me, what ends up, ha- what helps is taking care of the thing that I'm scared of, which mm-hmm. is the financial part of it. And look, it, 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 this is the hard part. It is not pretty. We've already discussed what this is looking like. You see me, I see you. We've already discussed what my week is looking like. This is not cute. This is not pretty. It is not comfortable. It's mm-hmm. very uncomfortable. And, but I have to do it because what ends up happening is if I don't meet the need of that part of myself, then it will crush the passion of whatever I am being creative over. So I find that if I create money streams, and that can be whether it's stocks, it can be whether you're doing drop shipping, it can be whether you're doing ebooks or e classes, online classes, anything. I love passive. From my that's my favorite money stream is passive. You know this, um, and so I love drop shipping. I love anything that money's going to come in while I'm working and freeing up to do something else. And also, I'm not scared to get out there and hustle. So if I need to go out and work a part-time gig or something like that, then I'm going to go and work a part-time gig. Just something so that while I'm waiting for everything else to recover and become stable, I've got some kind of funds coming in because that gives me a sense of security. Mm-hmm. And that's what I can feel some type of stability even in an unstable form. And once that is met to some degree, it's not going to be the greatest amount of money but it's going to be something that I know at least is going to meet a certain need it frees my mind up to be like okay so since that's taken care of now what about this jewelry what about these t-shirts what about this designs what about this community and building up this this place of positivity that you want to create only then am I able to do something like that so that's that's one way if you're a person who's living in a place of instability and it's also affecting your creativity and you have no idea what you should be doing. Those are just like little ideas that's, that if, if, if you check in and that's, your, that's something that's the problem is that you're like, I need to sell, I need to sell, I need to sell. And you're going so hard on your product because you're feeling instable, unstable in your finances. Then to remove that, create some money streams. Whatever your skills, your talents, you can walk dogs, you can babysit, whatever it is that you can do that can still free you up so that you can be able to create, but also free up your mental space so that you know that you're bringing money in. Absolutely. And you bring up a really good point. 
And that is, you know, and you and I have talked about this before, the idea of like pivoting, right? Mm -hmm. And being okay to pivot. And Mm -hmm. maybe that pivot is like you said, maybe it's a job that in the past or previously you wouldn't have thought about doing. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, we all got bills to pay, mm-hmm. you know, there's no pride and no shame mm-hmm. paying your mm-hmm. bills and doing it however you need to do mm-hmm. it. Um, and so it's like sometimes too, like by changing your, your routine, your focus, doing something different, mm-hmm. if you're struggling with whatever it was that you want to be creative and you're just not, mm-hmm. all of a sudden when your brain releases from that and frees up, you start getting ideas, right? Mm-hmm. So like similarly, when I did the co-teaching, I started getting ideas, for mm-hmm. stories, right? All of a sudden, yeah. those creative juices started flowing because mm-hmm. I'm hearing and reading other people's ideas, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So, but I think there's that fear of doing that, right? Like, we get kind of, we get blinders on, and it's like, well, this is all, this is what I'm doing, this is all I've been doing, this is all that I know, and you just kind of get, you get kind of just stuck. And yeah. and I think then the more you get stuck, then the greater the fear comes, mm-hmm. and then it's like a vicious cycle. Yeah. Um, one book that I started reading that really helped me, and I know I'm going to talk about this many, many times on future episodes because I just love the book so much, mm-hmm. is called Emergent Strategy by Andri- Adrienne Marie Brown. Mm-hmm. And what it is is a book that she talks about. She's an activist, and she's lived in like all over the country um, trying to help activist groups kind of reframe and reshape their thinking in order to better serve their communities. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really about how we can shape our own futures but however we want to see ourselves living, mm-hmm. as long as we have the understanding that change is just constant and, and it's going to happen and there's nothing that we can do about so that, true. right? Mm-hmm. Um, she has a chapter in the book called uh, Intentional Adaptation, and this kind of aligns with what you were just talking about. You know, she she breaks down like adaptation is you know the change that makes the, the changes that we make um, to better live in a particular environment or a situation, mm-hmm. and then the idea of intentional of being like the thing that you plan to do or achieve. You know what you're what you're aiming for your purpose to be, and what I love about that is that you know it's it talks about like if you if we can get our mindsets that no matter what that change is, is going to occur what do i need to do to adapt to that and to give ourselves grace to understand how do we adapt mm-hmm. right i think again that i've been hearing so many people say this has been resonating from everyone that i've been talking to about how maybe this pandemic was actually so well needed for people to just stop oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Just stop mm-hmm. doing the things that aren't bringing us joy. Mm-hmm. Stop doing the things that are harming us mentally and physically and emotionally. Just stop. Because especially in this country, you know, stopping makes you irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Or that's what we're told. That's what we're taught. That right. if you're not doing, doing, if you're not go going, if you're not, you know, moving and shaking or whatever, right. that all of a sudden you just disappear. And that's not, I don't, I, I, I think that's the one thing that this has taught me that I'm going to really try to hold on to moving forward mm-hmm. is that that's just not true. Yeah. And like one yeah. last thing I wanted to add to that um, is another thing that I kind of hold dearly is something of old friend of mine who was a developer many, many years ago. He was like, Angela, life is like a wave. Like if you surf, he's like, it's like a wave. You don't just hit every wave when you're surfing. You can't. That's just that's just not realistic. Mm-hmm. He's like, you have to like get on your board, paddle out, watch the waves, and he's like, and when you think you see the right one coming, you jump on your board and you go. Right. And I was just like, man, you're right. You know, like, mm-hmm. okay, you know that sometimes it's okay 
to let things go and they're not necessarily missed opportunities or going to harm you as much as you think. Yeah. Well, you know. I think that I think that right now is well, I'm sure that it's been around forever, but just like where you're talking about the surfing, the ocean, the ability or knowing that it's okay to stop, knowing when to go, not knowing knowing when to all those different things like you were saying, the pivot I think it is the power of the pivot. And for me, this year made me realize that your ability to pivot is detrimental to how you survive, but also your quality of life. Mm -hmm. Because your ability to be able to not get so stuck in the way things are, but also stuck in the way things are moving your ability to literally stay so present and in tune to right now that when something shifts, even though yesterday you were supposed to go right, when now it says change of course, we got to go, we got to go left now that you're so in tune that you're like, okay, pivot, that you're not holding on to any particular way of doing something. Pivoting to me, I feel like in order to be able to find your peaceful place, you need to know how to pivot, mm -hmm. not to be so strong and be like, oh, I found out if I do step one, two, three, it equates this. No, sometimes it's going to be one, three. Sometimes it's going to be one, two, three. Sometimes it's going to be three. Sometimes it's going to be none of the above. Uh -huh. Like what, what then? You've got to know how to pivot. And, and I feel like what this season that we've been in has been like, oh, you thought it was just a pandemic, huh? <laughs> I got something else for you. Welcome to July. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, I mean, like it was just, it kept shifting and churning. And if you don't know how to pivot, you will drown. Mm -hmm. Like it will overtake you. It will be too much. And you just have to be able to say, you know what? We're just going to see what happens. Like you're talking about 2019, Angela. Oh, <laughs> 2019, Monica. I was like, bless her heart. <laughs> her heart on her little New Year's Eve ritual and all the things that she thought 2020 was going to be mm -hmm. and where she was going and all those things. Bless her heart. Ooh. So now when people are like, 2021, look, I need to read the terms and conditions. Like, I, like <laughs> I, I, I need to understand. We're going to see. Girl. That's what we're going to do. We're going to see. I'm not putting any demands on 2021 because no. I don't know if 2021 is 2020's cousin. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to, I don't know. And I don't want to think about it. We dealing with today. Yeah. Oh girl. I'm like, I'm like 2025, 20, 20 like, <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm not even People are like, Hey, can you do this thing for me? I'm like, yeah. In 2025. Right. And they're like, seriously. And I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, have you read the news? Have you, have you watched right. it? Like what? <laughs> I'm still in the bunker. What you talking about? Right. I'm like, we got this election. Like, you think things are going right. to be better the next day? Oh, are right. you adorable? Right. No. Oh, that is so funny. But it's too true. It, it, it's so true. Um, You know, and it's okay. Like, if pivoting is to do nothing, too, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, it, It's, again, it's what you need. And only you know, you know, what you need to do. But this also brings me to another question that we wanted to talk about today. And, like, and so that was... um. How do you feel, or I'm sorry, how do you deal with feeling like you're being judged? Mm. Uh, being judged. And not only being judged by other people, and whether that, that be online, offline, mm -hmm. um, but also, you know, then 
those stories that we create in our heads, right? Mm-hmm. Around mm-hmm. that. And you are you are way more uh, on social. Like you were mm-hmm. way more active on social mm-hmm. than I am. And I think yeah. part of that was definitely like in 2019. Like I did a lot of social engagement for my book when it first mm-hmm. came out and I just burned out and mm-hmm. I just wanted to focus on writing mm-hmm. and so and I'm still burned out so I'm like you know I'm like it'll be there when I get back mm-hmm. but you've been there much more than I have in the you know the past two years so mm-hmm. I know this affects you mm-hmm. a lot more and especially because your online businesses so what are you doing I'm gonna stop talking uh I don't pay those hoes no mind <laughs> Some kind of like sound, like you know, like brr, 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 like whatever. <laughs> we make a point that we agree right. with, <laughs> right? Um, you know what? I feel like when you're dealing with something where you're like you're worried about being judged, you're worried about the stories you create. I feel like that is a sign that you need to get to know your identity mm. as an individual, as a creator. But your brand, your company has an identity too. That's why it is your brand. You know, your brand is your company's identity and you need to know what that is. So you have to figure it out. Like, so for example, you you need to figure out, are you a pond or are you an ocean? Are you a pond who's been um, building up these aspirations of being an ocean, but you're really not foreseeing that as your business are you an ocean who's built up a following and a clientele that are really pond people and pond people are looking and you're like you're too big this is too much because you're presenting as an ocean and you're speaking to pond people like you really need to sit down and figure out what am i like what is my business character who are the people that I'm wanting to talk to? What is the things? What are the things that I want to accomplish as a brand, as well as the impact I want to make as an individual? And I feel like once you start figuring out those things, then show up as that, and then don't be scared of what I call the walk away. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared of having to walk away from people who might offer you but the terms and conditions are not according to your brand and your identity and i think the one of the most powerful things you can do besides the power of the pivot is the power of the ability to walk away the power to be able to see something on the table and be like but that's not mine that's not me this is not what works for my business and being able to be okay with leaving money on the table when it does not benefit you and that includes people because i feel like people use that to manipulate they're like, oh, your prices are too high. You're an ocean and you're speaking to pond people. Or you're like, oh, but I don't, I like this kind of metal. Okay. You're speaking to ocean people and you're a pond person. And it's okay. Both have their positives, both have their negatives. You just need to figure out which one you are. And also, you need to be okay with if you've got to start over. You might have built everything off of the aspect of this one thing and it does not meet any of the needs. So you need to roll up your sleeves and get to finding your people. And that's what it is. You got to find your people. If somebody's chattering about this is too much, this is too little, why are you doing this? That's not your person. And it's okay. You don't have to get in the comments. You don't have to be like dragging anybody. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do all of that. You, it's okay. It's just not your people. The thing is that's the thing that's not okay is 
that you keep continuing to talk to the wrong people expecting different results you need to get over there and find your people so once you you get to finding your people then you're needing to build that community when you find and you're a pawn and you like the intimacy you like that and you connect with other pawn people who like that intimacy then you'll start seeing the connection because those people are not the ones who are going to question you even if there's some things that they might not agree with it's like family there might be something that you might say and do that they don't agree with mm -hmm. but because they know you they've built a um they've built a relationship with your brand and you built a relationship with them they know you they know the character of the brand and they can believe they can look and be like yeah i don't really think that but i know she's got a good heart that's the that's the difference between being around people whether it's online or offline that understand who you are as a creative as well as what your business is so when you start seeing those things don't take it so much to heart from the person as they are attacking you as much as look at it as a sign as i'm in the wrong neighborhood <laughs> let me check this address let me check i done messed around i am a shark over here with the pond and the gu and the guppies are like you're scaring me i need to take my tail over to an ocean i'm gonna look at the pond people be like it's been real it's been nice y'all can stay around if you choose but this is what I have to do, and this is what works for my best interest of not only myself, but as well as for my business. People can either respect or they can leave. And now, if there's people who want to get, uh, who want to get weird with you about it, number one, those are really never your people anyway. No. No. Those are just people who are trying to manipulate and take advantage of that. And, and that's not something that you've got to feed into anyway. Right. Or, so they, hate them, or they hate themselves and yeah. they're taking it out on you. Yeah, so you, 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 it's really all about once you figure out who you are as, a, as identifying yourself as a creative and what your brand is, it allows you to be able to see when people come because you're so protective of it and you're like, nope, I know this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to come here, that's I totally understand, but I'm not allowing you to leave, make me leave this space because I know this is where I'm supposed to be. And then you, you've got to also just understand that everything that comes your way is not necessarily for you. Just because it's good doesn't mean it's good for you. That's, that's just so because, true. Just because something works for one person doesn't mean it works for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, This is literally your journey. Nobody can be Angela. Nobody can be Monica. How I walk, how you walk. I'm a little slew-footed. You might be a little bow-legged. We're going to walk different. <laughs> That means your path is going to be different. I mean, I hope, I, I hope I'm getting the point across so people can understand what I'm trying to say. But basically, I'm just, I'm just saying you've got to walk your own path. There's no shortcuts to it. You can either try to be somebody else and be the bootleg version of them, which you'll never be able to rock your whole creativity mm -hmm. to its fullest. Or you can go ahead and just roll your sleeves up, push through the hard stuff, and be who you are and not make any apologies for it absolutely no everything you said girl is just gold you know and and again especially when it relates to your business and just trying you know whether that's um actual products and services or like as a creative whatever that is it's important that you feel good in your skin mm -hmm. because nobody else can do that for you you mm -hmm. have to do that you have to you have to see yourself the way you want others to see you and mm -hmm. believe in it and stand in that truth that that's who you are. 
Um, and you know when you need to make changes. You know, like, mm-hmm. don't always listen to other people's feedback or, or critiques or whatever of you. Um, but you know when somebody says something about you and you're like, ooh, you're kind of right. Maybe I need to work mm-hmm. on that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you, like, you know, you trust your gut. You trust your heart. You know when somebody's saying something to you that is of value and for your betterment versus somebody who's just trying to bring you down and break mm-hmm. you down, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think it comes back to, so all of that and everything that you said also comes back, for me at least importantly, is your community, who mm-hmm. you're surrounding yourself with. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always that saying of like, you always surround yourself with smart people. Mm-hmm. And I think to expand on that is like, also surround yourself with people who are there to champion you, who, mm-hmm. who can see you for what you're trying to become, Mm-hmm. who are happy for you, who celebrate mm-hmm. you, you know, who will pick you up when you're falling down. Um, yeah. That is, to me, for as especially as a writer, because it's such a solitary job, um, I need that community. I need mm-hmm. those people around yeah. me. And me and once I have them, I don't care, like, you know, I, and plus, you know, put your, you put yourself out there as a writer so mm-hmm. much. You put your book out there, you're going to get criticism. Yeah. You know, you put your work out there, you are going to get criticism. You trying to find an agent, honey, I have gotten every every shade of rejection from an agent that you could ever fathom. From mm-hmm. like, this is great, to uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Right. But, <laughs> but you know, like, you get rejection after rejection, and you just kind of get a thick skin, and you and you surround yourself with other people who also have to deal with that criticism and that rejection. They're like, oh, yeah, girl, I just got my champagne rejection, you know, Mm -hmm. or, like, Mm -hmm. I got my 50th rejection. And it's good, you know, Mm because you're like, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not isolated. My work isn't crap. It's just Mm -hmm. subjective, and this Mm -hmm. person didn't like it. Move on. Yeah, because you can mess around, and it can get you in that push-pull, push-pull. And then out of five people, they'll have you all over the place. And then one person didn't even, only one person bought something, and then they bought it at a discount. You didn't make no money, and all you got was stressed out and some, like, lost hair. Like, you've got to make sure that you are just doing whatever works for you so that you don't lose sight of not only who you are, but what your brand is. And besides, yeah, I don't see nobody asking Amazon these questions. <laughs> Amazon saw, look. Amazon's stock went up so high that I can't even fathom when I would be able to ever buy one share. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. During the pandemic of people being shut in and bored shopping online, high-end retailers saw a great increase in their sales. Nobody's telling Target to shut their doors down and why are they open? So, I mean, come on, can we normalize small businesses being able to handle their business, being able to do things that they love so that they can be able to earn their living this way? Can, can we normalize it being okay for you seeing an ad or a promo from a small business owner and not, not asking them, well, why are you charging this much or why are you advertising this way? But you don't have a problem seeing Target's big uh white and yellow a white and red circle come across your screen 50 million times while you scrolling through your your latest social media you don't have a problem with amazon blocking up all type of um, ads through your social engagement you're not asking them to stop being so great and, and you're on there and you're helping them out like 
just let them be don't don't criticize people who are also trying to do stuff like let's 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 normalize that small businesses are important too Mm -hmm. They have a right to be out here trying to advertise whatever it is that they're creating just as much as some of these big box stores. And it's okay if you're wanting to support them. It's just don't support these big box places and mentally come challenging the small businesses asking as or acting as if they need to follow a different set of rules. That's not that's not okay. I think as long as you're mindful and as long as you're sensitive to what is going on in the world. Let us all move accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens in 2021, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, you're right. A lot of large corporations saw an exponential growth mm-hmm. in 2020. And I think a lot of that came as a result of people freaking out. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure Charmin was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, Charmin Seriously. was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's next? Let's get these tissues ready for cold and flu season. I mean, like... <laughs> like, I'm sure Charmin has never seen anything like this before. Right. But, you know, so again, I think it goes back to that knee-jerk reaction that, you know, it's human behavior. It'll be interesting to see what happens in 2021. Um, I, th- I would like to believe that with change, people are going to change their dependency for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. One is we know the economy is going to be interesting, you know? Mm. And yeah. so people's ability to purchase like they used to is going to be, mm-hmm. is going to change the, the, the landscape of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's so many things, but, and I don't want to like end this on a down note, you know, right. like, because mm-hmm. I think if we can hold on to the fact that we, if we understand that change is inevitable and mm-hmm. that we stay adaptive mm-hmm. and we keep our, you know, eyes on the prize of what it is we're trying to create and produce and why we're trying to create and produce it and be honest and truthful and pure about that intention, mm-hmm. I think we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I think another thing, too, is if we can all just promise ourselves that every day we're going to show up in some way, shape, or form, whether it's five minutes or an hour, but just mm-hmm. show up just every day a little bit for the thing that you love, the thing that you're passionate about, the thing that keeps you creative, mm-hmm. is is so important and you need to do that for yourself. Like, I feel like that is like the biggest act of activism that you, like a person can do is like, I'm going to show up for me today. I'm going to show up for my creativity. I'm going to show up and do the thing that I need to do. And I'm going to put it the world out in the world. Come what may, whatever happens, I don't care, but that is what I'm going to do for myself. And so I hope everybody that's listening to this, I hope you and I, Monica, will embrace this and we just keep showing up for ourselves every single day because that's what's going to keep us sane. And that's where we talk about this idea of instability. We can create our own stability. Oh, yeah. You know, you definitely cannot wait for things to come together to give you a sense of stability. Sometimes you've got to just get out there and figure out to create your own, even if it's temporary. I'll take temporary until the next thing comes. But for me, I also do things that are, you know, like you were saying, showing up for yourself, you know, five minutes here, five minutes. I believe in the morning and evening ritual. Mm-hmm. Like when, when I get up, whether you exercise, whatever the case may be, like I believe in getting up, doing something for yourself, whether it's yoga, whether it's um, um, a workout, whether it's uh, having a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or whatever the case may be and setting your intentions for the day. Yes. You know, and starting out like this is what I want to see in my day. And it's not materialistic. It's like I want to feel laughter. I want to feel the warmth of people's personalities. What are you wanting to attract in the day? 
And then at the end of the day, I really like doing an evening ritual. And it can be like five minutes. I always do it like right before you go to bed, like five minutes before you go to bed. And then it can be like, what was my thing that I was grateful for? What are my gratitudes for the day? And then I meditate and I think, what do I envision of what this can look like? What can this be? Like, let's go into the stars. Like, what can this look like? What can this be? So that way you're laying your head down in a peaceful manner and you're waking up and you're going into your day in a peaceful manner. But then it also fills in all those gaps, all those places where people could come in. People can't come in unless you open the door or answer the phone. Like, unless, and that's in the spiritual aspect and the physical aspect. If you are busy in the morning setting intentions and in the evening being grateful and in the in-between focusing on your craft and then after that focusing on your personal relationships, you don't have time to look in somebody else's pond and ocean to see what they're doing. Because mm -hmm. all of these things, in order to show up in such a great way, they take time. They take conscious effort to be able to show up in a very positive, magnificent way. And if you do these things, when somebody's bickering, they sound so far away and you're like, did somebody say something? <laughs> never mind, never mind. So girl, what wine did you say you, I mean like you're so busy doing so many other things that you can't hear, it doesn't sound loud, meaning that it doesn't affect you as much. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, you just, you just don't pay it that much attention or it just, they can't get to you because you're always going doing being that the, the people who want to come up and show up in a negative way, they can't get to you. Mm -hmm. So I just say like, if you, if you create those morning rituals, those evening rituals, make sure that you're focusing on your relationships and, and being there in a very solid way that it starts reducing. It's not going to say it's not going to get rid of. That's not, that's not realistic but it will reduce the amount of times that you have to deal with people who are saying that you're not this and you're not that. Now, at the same time, at the, let's be realistic. Now, don't, don't have you out here treating your business like you Tom Ford and you just got into the business either. Like, let, let's be realistic now. Let's look at our talents and our gifts and let's present them in a realistic manner with knowledge that we can grow to these other areas, mm -hmm. but let's be real by where we are right now too. I love that. You know, and as a writer, I always like to give people writing prompts and mm -hmm. I like to do writing prompts myself. So mm -hmm. to wrap it up, I'm gonna do a writing prompt if you're mm -hmm. cool with that. Yeah, sure. So, okay, what I would love for us and for our listeners to, to think about and put down on a piece of paper. Ooh, homework. Homework. <laughs> <laughs> Is this. I, is this during these times of instability and change I promise to show up for myself in these three ways mm -hmm. and then list three ways that you are going to show up for yourself whether that's I'm going to build my network Mm -hmm. I'm going to start my business I'm going to mm -hmm. write an email it can be as big or as little but just make sure it's achievable mm-hmm and, I like that. And then put it somewhere and just kind of look at it, whether it's every day when you wake up or go to bed, like Monica was talking, that could be part of your ritual. Mm -hmm. But make sure you think about how are you going to show up for yourself. Mm -hmm. That sounds good. Cool. I like that. All I right. Like it. Well, perfect. Well, this has been great for yes, our first episode. Look at us. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> Oh, again, thank you for joining 
this living creatively this is your host angela dalton and monica parks and you will be able to find us every thursday we'll bring a new episode to you and if you want to connect with us or you know sometimes we're looking for suggestions or topics mm-hmm. and we're even going to start a letter from listeners segment mm-hmm. and so if you'd mm-hmm. like to be a part of that we'd love to answer any questions about being creative how to protect that creativity what you can do for your own health and wellness and, and mindfulness mm-hmm. and so you can reach us online at our website which is this is livingcreatively.com so until next time. Thank you, friends. Until next time. Thank you, friends. <laughs> and thank you, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Till next time.